0: Gillistown Speedway
1: proudly presents Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapping on Racing.
2: Say, can you see By the dawn's early light was so proudly we hailed At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight
3: fans joining us nice co-host Dave Oliveri. Dave good evening how are you?
1: I'm doing well Don. It's uh, always a, a pleasure to chat with you on Monday evening and it's just we had some racing in this weekend. I took Friday night off went out with some friends and Saturday I made my annual trip up to Hummingbird Speedway and you know you and I have made that trip several times and when we go up uh, we go up for Louie's birthday, but we're going to expand on it a little bit. But uh, Some great racing in Interrocks, the area this weekend, and unfortunately some of the tracks lost some races due to the four-letter word we don't want to hear about, rain, but again, as we talked about last week, it's part of Mother Nature. Yeah.
3: Well, joining us tonight, Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar. They had that big two-day monster truck show, and when I talked to him earlier, he said he needs to get a little bit of rest before he does his report because he was moving dirt and didn't get, didn't get home till about 2 o'clock in the morning. But uh, as usual, he'll bring you up to speed on everything that's coming up. We'll be mainly talking about the Motor Mountain Masters and one of our guests, uh, a previous uh, participant in that asphalt late model driver Corey Casagrande.
1: Don, oh, you got to love that name, you know, if you're like Italian or whatever, you know, Casagrande or something. It's a it's just, uh,
3: perfect name <laughs> it's just for him, gr-
1: it's a great name. Yeah. Yes, but, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, moving on, <laughs> other than Corey Casagrande, the uh, Learnable late model winner. In the rush late models was Daryl Charlier. Boy, we have that, a report.
3: That was a good race. Oh my gosh, that was a good race. Yeah, we got a victory lane interview with him.
1: And um, uh, then we also have a report from Pennsylvania Motor Speedway with Tyler Harris and Don. Tyler did a yeoman's job. Uh, I think he, uh, he's going to do the report, but I, you know, he came down with some some, some situations where he wasn't able to be at the racetrack and a longtime announcer, Jim Zufall filled in and Tyler, I believe watched the race through Learnerville TV. And I'm sure his report's going to become based off of that.
3: Well, you know, Jim and Tyler, they're like a tag team. They work together so good, whether they're in the same location or, or they're standing beside each other. That's just a, a dynamic duo. We'll say, you know, hey, uh, you got um, Kenny Schaefer, the 2021 track champion at Hummingbird, took a chance to uh, talk to you. Really nice guy. Some of your thoughts on his interview?
1: It is. I, I, I've known Kenny through Colleen Majors and, and the trips that we've made to Hummingbird, and I think the listeners will be interested to hear Kenny. The big thing that he's adjusting to this year. You know, and you as a past driver, Don. when you change chassis, sometimes it's as different as black and white. And it's taking, uh, Kenny, a little bit time to adjust this year. And uh, much like many other drivers, a lot of them are taking some time off due to the expenses and not being able to get parts. But then also some guys are just saying, hey, I want to take a weekend off. I'm not running for points. So be it.
3: Now, one of the things that's tradition when you go up for Louis's birthday, you have a chance to interview him and then fuss over him and uh, make a big deal out of his birthday. He's got to be loving that.
1: It is. Uh, you know, we had an interview, unfortunately. You know, I, I sent it to you, uh, and you did your best to try to mix it. Louis just has a very, very soft voice. Uh, due to some surgical complications from years ago and it's as best as you tried we couldn't do it. But the whole for our listeners, just the crux on it. This is the fifth year I've gone up for Louie's birthday. We we went up for ninety and you know, now it's ninety four and the thing that I do that's a little bit different is I kind of in my own whimsical way along with our good friend Ned Miller, I, I make a birthday card, and I When I say I make a birthday card, Don, I'll let you explain that in in, in just a moment. But on top of that, one of the other things that I always do, and I think Louis enjoys this more than the birthday card, is I bring him a strawberry pie from Eaton Park. But the irony of that is he makes no doubt about it that... He shares it with nobody, so this year I brought one additional pie, which happened to be a peach berry pie, for the family enjoy. well though, though he has his strawberry pie.
3: Well, your birthday card for him, as I recall, is generally about two feet by three feet, and you get every driver at the track to sign it.
1: I do. This year was a little tough, because he's like stealth on that golf cart, so... Uh, this year, and if you if people go to my Facebook page, you'll see a, a picture of the card. We did it shortly after the national anthem. That was fan appreciation night there, and it was just uh, for myself and the culture Grown family and all and all the people there. I think the biggest thing that people will take away from Louis is Don. It, it's kind of reminiscent of when I first started to you know to hang around you. You can't go two feet, Don, 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 Don. <laughs> well, that's with Louis, and it, yeah. it's just. But the amazing part is the love for that man is not only by myself, but, you know, his family. And, and generally, if you've been there, the fans truly love Louie.
3: And, and he shares that love with them for racing and the fans and everybody. Else. Just a great group of people up there.
1: It is. And as like I said, it was, it was a, a fun-filled <laughs> evening. We also have a nice interview with Logan Roberson, the Rush Late model point later.
3: Yeah, Holly Bayless talked to him uh, at Lernerville on Friday and a very, very nice interview. Then Braden Dillinger was the winner of the Ron Compton Memorial at La Trobe. I'll never forget the night I ran into, well, I raced with Ron for many years, but we went up to Jennerstown when they paved the track and he said, Don, can you believe this? This looks like we're somewhere special. And I never forgot that. He was just amazed at how beautiful Jennerstown was after they paved it. He and I both raced there on the dirt, but it was it was a special occasion. And the uh, folks at La Trobe, uh, along with Ron's family, did a nice job to honor him.
1: It's always, I mean, some of our young people don't know our, our past legends and our heroes. And, you know, when we had the Herb Scott Memorial, and you have the Duke George Memorial, Maybe these youngsters never knew who these gentlemen were, but to carry that tradition and then for you to be able to tell a story or to say, hey, I raced against him, it may not be something that someone that's 21 years of old, but to Don Gamble and the people that watched uh, Ron race, I'm sure it was a very special moment. But you know, speaking of special moments, we have an interview with Curtis Bish, the winner of the 10,000... 000- Penn Ohio race at Sharon Speedway, on. And the great part of that is I'm interested to hear that interview. And now I believe he is only the first two-time winner. $10,000, that's a pretty good payday for a pro stock in any state that you're in.
3: My good friend Lenny Baticki did the interview, and as usual, an outstanding job. And then we also have young gun drivers Zoe Knight and Kirsten Chernick. So it's a pretty jam-packed show, a little bit of everything, Um, a lot of good uh, discussion and a lot of good information for tonight's show.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, I'm looking at the Zoe Knight and Kirsten Chernick and when I look at that young, or young guys at Pittsburgh, I think there's one gentleman in there. The rest are all women, and they're getting better and better. So it's we always talk about it. You know, it's nice to have young people to infuse into our sport and to be able to do it with the young woman. And there are a bunch of, and I think between Tyler and myself. Uh, maybe perhaps the rest of the year we're going to try to get a hold of some of these young ladies maybe as a group and have a little bit of fun and uh, you know like the sort of the young guns at uh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway the young ladies at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway so maybe that's something we can do down the road.
3: Try to think of the impact on ticket sales at the track for young kids that are in the grandstands young ladies in the grandstands that say hey I want to go to Pittsburgh and watch those girls race.
1: Yeah, there, there is that. I mean, we have, you know, Lauren Butler was always, and it still is a fan favorite uh, at Jennerstown Speedway. And then, you know, you talk about this and then in the past, there's, you know, the Krieger sisters, Chelsea and Jessica. And it's, this isn't a sport for little boys and little men. It's, there's many things that you can do and, and you watch as these ladies grow up and, uh, and, you know, you take into, you know, where Travis is in NASCAR. There are a lot of engineers that have gone on it and, and they're the crew chiefs, I wouldn't say the crew chiefs, but the car chiefs or the car engineers are, are women, Don.
3: That's correct. There's one at Penske. She's very good. Um, any closing thoughts? Because we're coming up on a commercial.
1: No, it's just uh, I am hope things are well there in North Carolina. I know you've been a little bit, you and Donna have been out of the weather, and I'm hoping you guys are recuperating for that. And we're just looking forward to, I, I can't believe when I look at my calendar, Don, it seemed a couple of weeks ago I told you I was going to be off for a little bit. Now we're at the end of the month and uh, soon to be in August. I can't believe it.
3: Well, Dave, I thank you for the report. You have a nice evening. You do the same as well, Don.
4: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway
5: Complex. Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rappin' on Racing.
3: All right, listeners, joining us now, Bill Rebar, the general manager up at Jennerstown Speedway. Uh, A little bit of a different weekend for you this uh, past couple days.
6: That's right, Don. We did have some racing this weekend, but it was Monster Truck weekend. Uh, We had Monster Trucks racing in the infield at the Jennerstown Speedway. The all-star Monster Truck Tour makes its annual visit for a two-day show. Uh, We have a show Friday and a show again Saturday. Had six trucks on the property, and they put on a great show. Uh, Mother Nature wasn't quite as big of a fan as of uh, monster Trucks As she seems to be of racing, we did get some unexpected rain on Saturday. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Dawn. they go all week and don't call for any chance of rain. You Wake up Saturday morning, and they're calling for rain, and it did. It did rain. It did pass, but the, the fans did come out in masses, so we were okay.
3: Well, when I communicated with you earlier. You said you had to move a lot of dirt, and I understand that. But my question is, where do you put it?
6: So we haul the dirt from actually the outside parking area. We have the hillside behind the main grandstands. And every year we bring fresh dirt in. And to answer your question as to where we put it, we utilize that dirt that we haul in to increase the trailer parking length in the infield. So we have been actually adding it behind the concessionary in the pits to build that up for actually camper parking and pit parking, and then last year we added it towards the turn one or two area. There were some low spots. So what would happen, guys would pull in with their trailers, and people keep getting longer trailers. The trailers would be on asphalt, but then the trucks would be down over a bank, and then they would lift the rear end of the trailer. So what we're doing is we're actually extending the levelness, if that's a word, of the pit area so that if somebody has a 28-foot box trailer and truck, they're parking completely flat and the car still on the asphalt surface. So it's just an additional improvement to the infield of the Speedway.
3: Every week, every month, you make some sort of an improvement. They say uh, variety is the spice of life. So you went from race cars to monster trucks and now you're going to have an Enduro. A little bit of something for everybody.
6: It really is. The 2022 schedule literally had something for everyone. I mean, we... You know, you heard the old saying, 10-pound of you-know-what in a 5-pound bag, and that's what it turned out to be, and it's worked out really well so far. Uh, in the past, we've run four, five, six Enduros a year. This year, we said, hey, let's run one and let's make it big. So it'll be a prorated purse based on 100 cars. It would pay $2,000 to win. If there's 50 cars, it'll pay $1,000 to win, and then so on down the line. Uh, but, you know, Jennerstown Town Speedway is a pretty big track, and uh It's almost too big for Enduro cars, Don, and we've tried some things over the years, but we decided, well, you know what? we got some great sponsors behind us in TMT Transportation. They love Enduro racing, and we'll run one Enduro, but we kind of put all our eggs in one basket to run this one big Enduro this year.
3: And the next thing we need to deal with, uh, the Masters is coming up. Probably the biggest race of the year at Jennerstown. Let's talk.
6: It really is. This will be the fifth annual Motor Mountain Masters. Don, I don't need to tell you. You know exactly what I feel about it. And you know, I still think back the day that this thing came up, literally sitting at a, a bar enjoying a refreshment and wrote the format down for what we thought needed to be a big race on a napkin and never knew in five years it would grown to be what it is. Um, we've got drivers from all over the country. Right now there are 27 paid entries. We are slowly releasing those names one by one on our website as we get closer to the week of we will release an entire list of names um some familiar names a former track champion albert francis who has not raced with us any this year the, the inaugural winner barry Audie's on that list um gary wiltrout who i believe has won two feature races this season, is on that list mike sweeney who's won two feature races brandon morhefka who's shown huge improvement this year getting his first win And many, many uh, drivers from the Northeast, this is really growing into something for the drivers from the Granite State Pro Stock Series with my good friend Mike Parks, who runs that. Um, You know, the economics don't need to be discussed on the show, but everybody understands the cost of fuel, and you know, we're seeing it even at the local level. I mean, I I get it where drivers don't want to take the risk when there's a threat of rain because you know, to drive all that way and not get anything back. And, you know, I see it every time I go to the pump that uh, I can totally understand some of these teams not wanting to make the, uh, the journey this year. But I just received an entry here a couple of days ago from Chris Davidson from Texas, Don, from Texas. Absolutely loves Jennerstown Speedway. Was not able to make it last year because they all had COVID. Um, but they're going to do everything they can that uh, they've committed to come to the Motor Mount Masters. And as I mentioned, we're going to keep releasing that list as it goes. But one of the biggest names on that list who will actually be returning to defend his win from last year is Derek Griffith. You know, Derek just made an affinity start here again in uh, Loud, New Hampshire. I, I still stand by the statement. I think he is the most talented, most marketable short track racer in the country. And the fact that him and his family support our race each and every year just means the world.
3: Well, another uh, driver that's going to be looking forward to coming down there is Corey Casagrande, and his uh, interview will follow yours. Uh, I asked him, and I don't want to give the whole interview away, I said, how did you uh, decide to come to Jennerstown? He said, I just heard so many good things, and then when I saw what it was paying, he said, we've got to get down there. And then I believe he won a 75-lapper there, was it last year or the year before?
6: Yeah, that was last year. He came down, and we had a 75-lapper, and Corey has a bone-stock Chevy crate motor, and that's the beauty of the crate motor system. When you have that, you can pretty much go to any track, and you have no questions. And he didn't have a winning car the first so many laps, and his car just – everyone else starts slowing down, and Corey stayed the same, and he won a 75-lapper. And He'll tell you, he goes, I sold more T-shirts and talked to more fans at Generous Town Speedway, hundreds of miles away from home than he does 20 minutes from his house. Um, we have the best fans. One of the coolest things about Corey, will tell you, you know, he's hundreds of miles away from home, but he sells more T-shirts and talks to more fans in the Jennerstown Pits and anywhere he races, including a racetrack 20 minutes from his house. Uh, our fans just welcome these drivers in open arms. The night before the Masters, we have a little thing at the Speedway Bar, the pavilions behind it with the Caitlin Rose Band. Every driver I talk to, Look forward to that every year. Hey, you haven't had the bargain. Hey, you haven't. It's an opportunity for them to practice on Friday, wind down, get a little bit of relaxation right before the big day on Saturday. And I know uh, I talked to Butch Van Dorn from Van Dorn Racing Chassis here this week. They're sending a couple entries. Um, They're excited. They just love coming to Jennerstown and the way they're treated. And I think you're going to just keep seeing the masters grow year after year, Don.
3: He has the perfect name for a race car driver, Corey Casagrande. I mean, that just has a nice sound to it. <laughs>
6: he does. Him and his dad are very talented. They own a uh, construction company, and I, I love seeing the stuff that they make everywhere from finished carpentry to framing and building houses. So they're great people. We got to know them pretty well, and
7: you know
6: they, they love coming to Jennerstown and you know, the Masters, Don, let's face it, we've had super modified tier over the years. We've had the NASCAR Willow Modified Tour over the years. We've had sprint cars over the years, and they're all great races. But Jennerstown Speedway is a late model track. It always has been from the ASA days, so on and so forth. And it just produces amazing late model racing. And, and, you know, not letting any cat out of a bag, but I'm already working on something for 2022 to hopefully expand some of these bigger late model races, um, possibly work with some other individuals, including my good friend Mike Parks up there in the, the, the Grand Estate region. It's just everybody wants to support Jennerstown, and the late model guys do it better than anybody out there.
3: Well, you mentioned the family's construction company, so he gave me a time to call him. And I thought it would be his lunch hour. He said, "Call me at twelve o'clock." So I called him, and he said, "Hold on, I got to shut this machine off, and then we'll do the interview." So whatever he was running, some piece of heavy equipment, shut it down, took the time, did the interview. He's a class act.
6: That's right, Don. You know, always got to make time for Don Gamble and rapping on racing.
3: <laughs> on that note, we'll wrap it up, Bill. I want to thank you, and I can't wait to see the Masters. It's just going to be. Hey you
6: and that's one of the things we got to mention really big excitement here just this past week um, very good friend and friend of yours as well Lenny Baticki you actually made the introduction for me several years ago uh, he was very instrumental in getting keen parts and corvette Part.com as being one of the presenting sponsors for the master they're going to be very instrumental in, uh, presenting the keen cup as part of what they're doing for short track racing across the country and you know, this. Then that the Masters will be a NASCAR-sanctioned event, which means you'll get to watch it on Flow Racing at home. Tony Stevens, Lenny Baticki, Mark Garrow, and the gang will be calling the shots. So it'll be produced by Tony and his gang, but it will air on Flow Racing once again this year.
3: Outstanding, Bill. I thank you. You have a nice evening.
6: Thanks, Don, and thank you for everything you do for racing.
3: This portion of today's program is brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions. I want to tell you a little bit about Area Auto Racing News. Nice uh, newspaper. It covers a lot of good stuff. Some of the writers, Dave Moody, Ernie Saxton, Walt Weimer, Chuck Bollinger, Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. As a matter of fact, Bollinger, Dragovich, and uh, Weimer have been part of Rappin' on Racing for many, many years. You can get 50 issues for $56, but what I like best is a digital subscription, which is $45. Really neat uh, paper. If you need more information, you can give them a call at 609-888-3618. That number again for Aerie Auto Racing News, 609-888-3618. You won't be disappointed.
4: Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rapping On Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, rapping on racing.com or hulu television you can also listen on your computer iphone or ipad don and his co-hosts present the good the bad and the ugly of local racing the two-hour show features local track reports special guests driver interviews and all of the national racing news check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner for additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email wrappingonracing at gmail.com.
2: Race fans, this is late model champ Barry Audi, and you're listening to Wrapping on Race. Now let's get back to the show.
3: Fans, one of the drivers we're looking for for the Motor Mountain Masters at Jennerstown is Corey Casagrande. Corey, I want to thank you for being with us today. How are you?
8: Good, thank you. Thank you for having me on.
3: You know, I have to ask you this. Uh, Burlington Sock Puppets is kind of an unusual sponsor for a race car. Let's talk about them and how that came to be.
8: Um, yeah, it's you know, it's, the whole deal is pretty cool. Um, honestly, uh, My brother, uh, and a couple of his buddies were able to put this together for me. Um, but, uh, it kind of all really started with just saying something on Twitter, uh, to him about us coming down and racing Hickory, uh, back in March. And, uh, we kind of just, we got talking. We had a, we had a Zoom meeting shortly after and we put something together to, you know, just, uh, get them involved in the sport, uh, which is, which, which is really cool.
3: Now, is Sock King a different uh, organization, or is that all part of the the Burlington Sock Puppets? Is Sock King different than the other one, Sock Puppets? Uh, yes. Okay, and is that a baseball team or something? the
8: The Sock Puppets are a baseball team.
3: Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. What about Wicked Power Sports? Let's talk a little bit about them.
8: Yeah, Wicked Power Sports uh, has been a company uh, involved in my hometown uh, for a while. And they've uh, they've been big supporters of mine uh, throughout my racing career. Uh, you know, their CF Moto dealership, Yamaha Power Sports dealership, and uh, a lot of side-by-side trailers, everything like that in my hometown of Stafford. Um, and they you know they sell to people all over. so uh, when we first started working together, it was good because I was traveling a lot throughout New England and you know people were traveling there to, to buy stuff because they gave best prices around. and uh, so that's, that's really cool about them. They've been with me for a long time and uh, hopefully we continue to grow that relationship uh, over the next few years as well.
3: And another marketing partner you have is Cha Lu Performance. Tell me about them.
8: Yeah, Chalu is a a high performance race shop. They sell race car parts in uh, Morrisville, North Carolina. It's actually owned by my cousin uh, Charles Lewandowski, former racer. And, uh, so, uh, you know, it's kind of a family thing there too. So, but he's, he's my primary sponsor, call it. It's really good having someone like him down in that area. It makes things a little easier, uh, racing wise.
3: His shop or his business is probably only about 10 minutes from where I live. I'm going to have to stop over and see him. That sounds interesting.
8: We're in in the drag park. So, uh, stop over and see him in the Morrisville drag park.
3: Good. I'll check it out. Now, what made you? When did you first decide to come to Jennerstown?
8: I don't know exactly what made me do it. Um, I knew there was a there was a big pro late model race, um, and they announced that it was ten grand to win. I said, "You know what? Screw it. I'm not racing for points anywhere. Try something different." The rule book was was fair in the way uh, it was set up to invite people from all over. Uh, you know, wherever you were in the country, if you had a pro late model, they could work with your rules and uh, get you comp- in a competitive way. And that's kind of how it all started. And first time I went down there, I just I, I really fell in love with the place, uh, the people. I uh, had a really good time, and uh, you know, I've met some of some of my really good friends. Zane Farrell has become one of my best friends, and uh, uh, it's all because we we made a trip there.
3: Billy Rebar. And the owners of the Speedway, they go out of their way along with the staff to make you feel very welcome. And it's almost like you've been a lifelong friend once you pull in there.
8: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I felt that way right away. You know, Billy came over multiple times that weekend that we first raced there and, and uh, made sure that everything was going all right with us. And, you know, if there was any problems, let them know and, you know, and they'll work with us with whatever you got to do. It was. It's just been a good feeling to, uh, you know, be welcomed. Sometimes you know, uh, it goes a long way.
3: And that good feeling even got better last year. Did you win the race last year?
8: We we won uh, the seventy five lapper uh, before the uh, about a month before the uh, Masters race, uh, okay.
3: the little tune
8: up race. So yeah, cool. But uh, hopefully we're, we're aiming for that ten grand this year.
3: That'd be good. Now, you live up in Stafford Springs, Connecticut, and I saw on your Facebook page, it looked like the front clip of your car was gone. So apparently you were in an accident and you're getting a new clip. What kind of chassis do you run?
8: Uh, we got a Fury. uh Fury race car is built in uh, North Carolina. So uh, we'll put the, I got, I got some help up here to, uh, you know, I'll put the clip on myself, but um, with the help of uh, Bob Phil and uh some guys like that and uh it's just uh man it sucked we wrecked that lee uh on friday night uh, whatever july 15th you know it was only on lap five it was just kind of a tough deal you know no one no one's fault probably but my own but you know it wrecked the car pretty good and i uh, get luckily i got some some great crew guys that uh came over saturday and sunday we had the thing stripped and ready to go uh yesterday to the chassis shop
3: Sounds good. Like a lot of the drivers, you started out in the go karts when you were twelve years old. How many years were you in the carts?
8: I ran go karts until I was uh, until I was fifteen, and then when I, as soon as I turned sixteen, I started racing street stocks at Stafford. Only did that for a year. We won won a few races and moved up to limited late models for a couple of years. Won the championship there. And then we ran uh, late model at Stafford for a couple of years before we decided we we were gonna you know kind of quit the the weekly grind thing and and focus on uh, a touring style late model. You know,
3: 2013, uh, you were the uh, Stafford Motor Speedway NASCAR late model rookie of the year. That's pretty impressive.
8: Yeah, it was it was fun because uh, you know that, there was a lot of competitive drivers you know like Keith Rocco and. And uh, Woody Pickett in that division back then, and, uh, uh, you know, it was definitely a uh, tough, it was, it was a good start for me. Uh, it was a, a way to ring in some some tough competitors and uh, learn how to race. So I had a lot of fun, and uh, sometimes it's just not, you know, sometimes you just got to branch off and do something different, which is why we stopped racing weekly. And uh, I think it's, it's worked out for the best, you know. Uh, I have a lot of fun traveling
3: around. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Corey. Casa Grande, one of the drivers going to be coming in for the Motor Mountain Masters. Um, when you got into the super late models in 2016, was that transition pretty smooth? Uh, it
8: was, not really. Uh, I think the first race we ever ran. So I ran uh, I ran someone else's car part-time in 2014. Um, my, my now crew chief's car, uh, James Connors, Jeff Connors. Uh, old pro stock. And I, I tore the thing up, you know, first race with it pretty bad. You know, I, I started second guessing myself. We, we bought our own car in 2016 or 2015 and 2016. And then first race out with that car, I blew a right rear tire head on in the fence at knock. So it was definitely, it was definitely tough. Uh, but like I said, it, it was a good learning curve. There was, you know, there was a lot of tough days and, uh, but uh, those, those one or two good days, you know, made all the tough days go away. So
3: After you wrecked his car, how did you convince your buddy to come on as crew chief? That's
8: <laughs> a good question. I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. He must really like me.
3: Maybe he saw some talent there. Now, are there, you know, let's talk about your crew. Uh, who else is involved with you? said a bunch of guys come over to help you fix the car.
8: Man, there's, there's a lot of guys. Uh, Mike Stevens uh, and Scott Bronzik, they're big help. Every week at the track, came up to the shop this past weekend. Uh, Matt Fromm, a former, former racer, so was Scott, but former racer in the pro Stock ranks up here, and he's my, he's my normal spotter. Um, I got a different spotter for, for Jennerstown coming up because he's at a wedding. Keith Lord, a good close friend of mine, he spots for a lot of guys, so. And then, uh, obviously my, my dad and, uh, Mark Neveu, uh, you know, that's kind of our base crew there. And James Connors, obviously is the crew chief. He dedicates a lot of his time and uh, his brain to to my team, so I really appreciate him. And uh, he, he's the one who calls the shots every week. So
3: it's a beautiful car. Uh, how'd you pick your number?
8: So uh, it's kind of a family number. My uncle Dean raced back in the '90s, and my dad owned the car, the late models at Stafford, and uh, he, he, he was number seven because that was the time when. Uh, Bodine, Jeff Bodine ran the 7 after he bought it from Alan Quickie there. So that's where the number came from, and it kind of just stuck. My brother was number 7 when he started racing. I was number 1 for a while because of Jeff Bodine's modified days when he drove the red red 1, and uh, then uh, I swapped it back to the 7 when my brother stopped racing. So, yeah, just a family number, uh, and uh, I don't see, you know, that's probably my, my lifelong number there for sure.
3: Sounds like a good one. I ran a number seven for years. It was a lucky number. When you uh, come down to Jenner's time, we mentioned that you're not uh, going to run all the races back home and chase a championship. When you think about it, more and more guys are doing that. They're picking. They're very particular about picking races where the purse is a good one and it's it's a place where they're very comfortable going as you mentioned about Jennerstown, and chasing points i mean you think about it you get a trophy and a couple of bucks and you know is it really worth that constant grind that well we got to be there we got to be there it's like having a second full-time job
8: oh yeah i mean even racing you know 10 12 races a year i feel like it's a full-time job and uh i'm i'm not getting any younger you know i'm i'm 28 years old done we've done the grind and uh i'm slowing. you know i'm i don't think i'm slowing down but you know some people around me are slowing down and and uh you know there's other things in life uh that you got to focus on too you know i'm building a house right now with my girlfriend cat so you know that's taken up a lot of time you know I, obviously i like there's tracks that i like and there's tracks that i dislike you know sometimes you just everything's getting more expensive you know uh really going to spend the money to go to the tracks that you don't really like right so uh that's another reason for me <laughs> um so kind of picking and choosing has been my thing for the last few years you know maybe one day we'll go back try to chase a, a championship of the Grand Estate series or past series or something but uh right now i'm i'm content with picking and choosing
3: you say you're 28 you're just a kid i got sport coats older than you (laughs) 28 i I know (laughs) that's not old let's talk i feel like i feel (laughs) a lot older though it's, 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 it's
8: it's added age to me
3: let's talk about the house and cat uh i i know when i called you you were running some equipment were you working at the location of where your house is going to be
8: no we're, we're we're at another location right now building a garage for someone else and uh that's uh we'll go to my house when three thirty or 4 o'clock rolls around we'll head over there and and work till uh you know seven o'clock or so well, and uh try to get that finished up
3: let's talk about the family business uh Sounds like a good one.
8: Yeah, it's uh, you know, we're we're located right in Stafford, and uh, we do a lot of uh, new residential and commercial construction, remodeling, pretty much everything you could think of that a, a builder or construction people would do. So uh, we've we've been pretty busy this this year, which is which is great. Uh, Ninety degrees out right now, so it's a little rough working out here, but uh, it's been good. It's it's been busy and keeps us going for sure.
3: You mentioned your buddies in Mooresville, and I'm in Trotman, which is about 10 minutes away. But they're going to have 6,000 new units in the Trotman area. And the roads aren't ready for that. So I don't know where he lives, but if he has to travel into Trotman, tell him to leave early. Yeah,
8: I think they're pretty close to their shop. So yeah. <laughs> They're in the back road there, so uh we'll be all right.
3: Well, Corey, I wanna thank you for taking time uh to talk with us. Any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add?
8: Uh, no, just uh I'm excited to get to Jennerstown in uh what is it, less than in what around two weeks? Yes. And uh and we'll uh we'll give it hell, man. We're gonna we're gonna be shooting for that money and uh you know, I'm excited for it. And uh I just I definitely wanna give a shout out to my girlfriend, uh, Kat uh for all the sacrifices she makes uh, for letting me go out and do what I love. And uh, she's uh, she's a big supporter. So uh, thanks, Kat.
3: Corey, I thank you for this interview. Uh, look forward to your success up at Jenner's time, and you have a nice day.
8: Thank you. I appreciate it.
3: This portion of today's program was brought to you in part by Curtis Power Solutions.
9: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
4: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro stock, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown
9: Speedway Complex. And now more rapid on racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, we're going to
10: talk to the driver who became. The ninth different winner on the Rush Series here in 2022, the pilot of the Lakeside Beer, Octane Custom, Buds, Centerline Motorsports Rocket. This is Daryl Charlier. Daryl, congratulations on the win. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Now, you made a name for yourself on the big tracks like PPMS, and it seemed like when you would come to the smaller tracks, you struggled. But you're the type of driver, it doesn't matter what it is, you want to drive it. And you drove a pro stock here to a couple wins last season. And it had to give you some confidence, at least when you came through that gate, up into victory lane.
11: Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, I always joke around, as long as it has four wheels and an engine, I'll drive it. but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're right on when we drove the, uh, the, the pro stock last year and we were able to pull off a couple of wins. it definitely was a confidence booster. The more I got seat time here at Lernerville, because you're right, my home track's Pittsburgh. It's a big track. I've raced there for 20-some years. Um, I don't really travel too much to the short track, so I do struggle a little bit at them. But, you know, last year did give me a little bit more confidence coming here at Lernerville, and, uh, you know, we just kept on plugging away with it with these cars too. Now, you've been driving with Centerline, and last year you guys went, picked up the uh,
10: championship down at PPMS, and your car owner rewarded you with a Superlate model, and you've been bouncing between the two. Is it hard going from the crate to the
11: Super, or vice versa? I think it's harder to go from a crate to a Super, uh, just because the, uh, the amount of horsepower uh, the reaction times, everything's a lot faster. Uh, I find it easier going from the Super uh, to the Cray Late Model just because everything seems to slow itself down. Um, so, you know, we were hoping to get the Super out a little bit more. Um, you know, we had plans of running a full schedule this year, but, you know, with the economy and, and business at Three Rivers Karting and, and Brad uh, taking on a couple other businesses as well, it's been a little bit hard for us to uh, man those three cars. But, uh, you know, we're trying to get out as much as possible in both cars. And you mentioned Three Rivers Karting, and you guys have been
10: busy down there. But it seems like you got the same core sponsors throughout your driving career. Um, obviously, Octane Graphics, they've been doing your decals
11: for a long time. Um, buds, my God, they've been sponsoring you, what, probably over 10 years? Yeah, Buds for sure. I mean, Jesse, he's been doing my cars for probably 10, 15 years at Octane Graphics. I, w- I don't know if I – I wouldn't do- go to anybody else. Uh, he does a great job, and then uh, – you know, yeah, you're right. Bud's, Buds has been around for a long time. I also got to drive for Buds for, for a little bit, too. And, uh, you know, that was a discussion that me and him had over the offseason with Brad on, you know, what's going to take it to the next level. So, you know, me and Bud end up going on with Brad and, and, and working with him with this deal. How satisfying is it to get your first win of the
10: year on the tour here at Learnerville?
11: Uh, man, I don't think you know other than maybe winning a tour race of pittsburgh i don't think anything else uh, beats it uh, especially for it not being a track that uh, i race a lot at so um, anytime i can travel away from pittsburgh and pull away a win i'm extremely happy about it
10: what does the rest of the year hold for you are you going to try to do the rest of the tour or uh, want to go back and get geared up you got the big joke george coming up in a couple weeks down at PPMS.
11: Yeah, for sure. Like I know next uh, tomorrow is Tyler and I really love racing at Tyler, but um, I got some stuff I got to figure out on this car for Pittsburgh. Uh, So we're going to head to Pittsburgh tomorrow and get ready for that joke race because me and the joke family go way back. Uh, You know, that's an important race to me and I would love to come in with a win on that race. Well, Darrell, you got the weekend off to a great start. Congratulations. First tour win
10: of the year. And I'm sure uh, the Southern Motorsports team is going to be having a hell of a party tonight. Yeah, thanks, Hallie. I appreciate it. Thank you.
12: This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive.
13: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed laboo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway Every day
4: when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck & Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck & Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck &
9: Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris.
13: Call the law because we stole one from Mother Nature this past Saturday night, July the 23rd at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Several drivers took advantage of it to collect career-first victories. Seven divisions of racing were on hand with the first heat race starting just after 9 p.m. and the last checkered flag flew about 10 minutes before midnight. A special thanks to former track announcer and rapping on racing reporter Jim Zufall, as well as Luke Yost for filling in for me in my absence. The Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, presented by Falcone Mood Township Automotive, took the Dirt's Monster Half Mile for a 25-lap feature event. 17 cars checked in for duty, and Ricky Lewis kicked things off by breaking his own track record from last season by nearly one full second. Next up were two heat races where Parker Fredrickson would win heat race number one and Isaac Chapel took heat race number two. Come feature time, the traditional non-wing 410 sprint cars had a first-time series winner emerge in Kokomo, Indiana's Parker Fredrickson. Fredrickson, who struggled at Lernerville Speedway the night prior, had zero problems at Pittsburgh on Saturday as he led every single lap. Megan Miller met with Parker in victory lane to briefly discuss his win.
14: Parker, your first career MPD Racing Boss Friends feature win at Pittsburgh Motor Speedway, monster half mile with your wife and your baby girl here. How special is that?
5: No, it's awesome. Uh, actually, we won one a couple weeks ago, and uh, they couldn't be here, so it's awesome to come out here and uh, get this win. We uh, we didn't do so hot last night, and uh, we regrouped and uh, kicked ass. <laughs>
14: Parker were you relieved or nervous because I know here at Pittsburgh you carry so much speed and you come up on those lap cars and it's scary I mean passing with those closing speeds and everything were you relieved or nervous whenever those cautions came out for you knowing that gave you a chance at clean air but also knowing that gave Chapel and Lewis a chance to pass you on those restarts Uh,
5: yeah that uh, track wasn't very uh, wide so yeah it was a little iffy um, in lap traffic but uh, no I could hear them back there and then I saw the slider so I knew I had to protect the bottom on the restarts and uh, I did what what I had to do to get it
14: I know as a family and team there are so many people in your corner that makes this happen and early in the season you struggled with engine issues and really struggling to get out here. How many people do you have to thank
7: for this one? Uh,
5: Bell Maintenance, uh, my Uncle Don, uh, All-American Auto, Jockish Flowers, uh, and then my Grandpa Bill, Father-in-law Jeff, and obviously my wife and my daughter.
14: (laughs) Parker Fredrickson picks up the win at Pittsburgh Motor Speedway.
13: Isaac Chapel fell one spot short of sweeping the Keystone State Swing, finishing second. Carmen Perigo passed for third with two laps to go. The star of last year's show, Ricky Lewis, finished fourth, and Dustin Smith would round out the top five. Moving on to the Roark Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models. Preparations are beginning for the annual Jook George Steel City Classic on August the 6th, as several touring series drivers made their way to Imperial to get themselves ready. It was Punxsutawney's Joe Martin who bested the field, becoming the ninth different winner in 11 Rush Dirt Late Model Features this season at Pittsburgh. The driver of the Tom Snyder-owned 10S spoke on his win.
7: Joe, this is your third career win at PPMS, the first since 2013. How does it feel to put it back here in victory lane? That just
0: means I'm getting old. Uh, Yeah, good, real good. I've always liked this place, and ever since I got back in a crate a couple years ago, we just... I mean, we've been decent here. We just haven't been, you know, like we used to be here. Uh, Tracks, I mean, obviously a lot different tonight. But uh, we learned how to go in this stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was a success. So we assume you're here for the Juke George in two weeks. Is this car ready to rock for 50 laps? Yeah, if it rains all day again, you know. (laughs) We didn't really learn that much tonight just because it'll be completely different. Or it could rain that day. So, you know, you'll... Put it in your notebook, everything, every condition. Every time I'm on a track, we learn something. So uh, the more you can race, the more you learn. Anybody you want to thank special to, to help this uh, deal all work out? Yeah, Tom, I mean, Tom runs a great team, Tom Snyder. I do, I mean, we take it for granted. I don't thank him enough. Uh, you know, everything from ordering parts and getting everything we need. Well in advance, we have multiples of everything. I, I really couldn't be any more blessed.
7: How about the sponsors on this car?
0: It's a a pretty nice, cool blue and black paint job. Who all helps with this? Yeah, Tom, Tom, uh, T&D Performance, Tough Nuts, Kevin Martin Trucking, Zach Brink at Weather Capital Sales, uh, Doherty Motorsports and uh, Integra. They help us out a lot. Uh, Takes real good care of us. Brian's a good guy. And uh, Ingram Engines, you know, if it wasn't for all those guys, we wouldn't be here. Alright fans, let's hear it again. The winner of the Roark Automotive
7: Rush Late Model Series win at PPMS Joe Martin.
13: It wasn't an easy win for Joe as he had to endure battles and restarts, including a battle early in the race with eventual second place finisher Tim Schaefer. Philip Bubeck had a solid effort with a podium finish in third. Brady Wonderling and Brandon Burgoon would round out the top five. Speaking of Brandon Burgoon, he would win his respective heat race, as would Mr. Excitement Jeremy Wonderling. Some familiar faces found their way back to PPMS in the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks this week. The Hobby Stocks produced an exciting 15-lap event with Logan Catellus claiming the win. The 16-year-old newly licensed driver moves into the double-digit win category with 10 career wins now and his second in the division. Kayla McManus made her season debut in the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks and looked as if she had no rust to shake off. She would be second best on Saturday, keeping brothers Tony and Frank McGill behind her, who finished third and fourth respectfully. Matt Bernard would finish fifth. Tony McGill and Matt Bernard were the heat race winners. And a cool little side story, three generations of Cateluses were in competition on Saturday night as Drew Catellus piloted Cody Cateluses 1K, Gary ran his 65K, and both Jonathan and Logan competed in their cars as well. The Hubba's Auto and Truck Supply Rush Sportsman Modifieds, presented by Born to Run Lubricants, were on hand for a weekly series event. I spoke about career-first winners, and here's one. Jacob Jordan of Aliquippa got the job done in his 28J and when asked how it feels to get his career first. Oh, so great. I'm so happy it happened to my home track. I've been coming here since I was just a little
5: kid, and get my first win here, I couldn't imagine anything better.
13: Jordan had his hands full at the end with Tyona's Cole Holden, Holden closed a respectable gap in the closing laps, but Jordan would force Holden to settle for second. The 16-year-old driver Aiden Cipriano would finish third. Cole Edwards fourth, and Lucas Cannon would round out the top five. Jacob Jordan was also the sole heat race winner. It was features only for the remaining divisions due to time constraints. The Penn Ohio Pro Stocks returned after having last week off, and Brian Hutchko had no problems finding his way to the front and staying there. A brand-new Chevrolet by Poljack motor was put into the car last week and propelled Hutchko to his 29th career victory at PPMS. The motor was originally started by the late Bob Walters, but after his untimely passing was preceded by and finished by A.J. Poljack. That 29th career win puts him in sole possession of 23rd all-time in track history. He passes Alan Dellinger, Alex Faree, and Davey Lee, three very well-known and respected names in racing. The aforementioned A.J. Pulljack would finish second, a career best finish for Frank McGill in third, and Heath Close would come home fourth. The always-safe flagging and traffic control Young Guns also found a first-career feature winner. 15-year-old Abby Gendelsberger of Elizabeth drove the race of her very young career. She started third and made the race-winning move on lap number three. She followed her eight-lap performance up with a victory lap around Dirt's Monster Half Mile with checkered flag in hand. And the celebration continued in victory lane where Gendelsberger expressed her thankfulness.
9: I, I want to thank everybody. I would not be here without any of these people here supporting me. My dad, my uncle, my cousins, anybody who has ever put any time into this car. And even just believing in me and talking me into doing this, I thank you so much. I guess I thank you for sponsors too. Greater Pitch Tree Service, K&M Boring, a uh, and Engineering, High Energy Dance Academy. Oh my gosh, there's just so many people I am so thankful for in my life right now. Like, Without any of these people in the McGills for even giving me this opportunity, I am so, so, so thankful. And thank you, God. Oh my gosh.
13: The females dominated and put on arguably the best race of the night as a three-car battle for second was brilliant. It's a no-contact division specifically made for these young competitors to learn the ropes of racing. And Emmy Laboon, Sadie Snatchko, and Zoe Knight did a tremendous job keeping things clean. Points leader Emmy Laboon took second after a photo finish with Sadie Snatchko. Snatchko returned for the first time after a hard crash back in May to finish third. Gavin Collis, the sole male competitor in the field, finished fourth. And Zoe Knight would have to settle for fifth after spinning out on the last lap. The Crawford Auto Repair Open Four Cylinders had a strongly competitive father-daughter battle going on between Craig and Susie Rudolph. Though Craig leads the point standings, he just can't seem to find a way to beat his daughter on the track. Susie would claim her third career Open Four victory and narrows the gap in the points race. Craig Rudolph would finish second. It's Autograph Night next week on Saturday, July the 30th at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Come meet your favorite drivers and see their cars up close and personal on the front stretch. This event has been well-embraced not only by the fans, but by the drivers as well. Courtesy of the Anton, McGill, Sheltman, and Poljack families, there will be a couple of bikes going home to a couple of lucky winners. So what I'm saying is, bring the family out this Saturday, July the 30th, for what will be a memorable night at the races. Gates open at 5 with hot laps at 6 and racing at 7. And, And it will be an action event featuring the Rourke Automotive Rush Dirt Late Models, the Cheplik Packing Hobby Stocks, the PPMS Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Crawford Auto Repair Open 4 Cylinders, and the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns. For all scheduling and ticketing information, as well as our point standings, please visit ppms.com and be sure to find us on Facebook by searching Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and you can find us on Twitter by searching at PA Motor Speedway as well. As always, reporting for Rapping on Racing, I'm Tyler Harris. This portion of tonight's
12: program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive.
13: At Alternative
9: Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455.
13: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke Jordan steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed laboo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway
9: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. We're talking to Kenny Schaefer.
1: Kenny was your 2021 points champion at Hummingbird Speedway, and that's where we happen to be tonight. And, Kenny, this may be the first time you've been on Rapid on Rakes, and so welcome from Don and myself. And I've been kind of following you this year. Last year was kind of a, a year of consistency where... You won one race, but you were in that top five, and it's so difficult now to chase points. It's A lot of people don't do it anymore because of the commitment where if you want to take a week off, and it's just sometimes the reward at the end isn't worth the effort during the season. But after your successful 2021 campaign in a black diamond, you switch to a 2022 rocket, and for any of our fans that don't understand when you switch chassis sometimes it's almost as different as black and white and this year it's it's kind of reared its ugly head yeah yeah it sure is yeah we're trying
5: some uh some different stuff um a little bit different setup i guess than what we were used to running with that black diamond car it's just uh i really never had to touch that car much and uh you know we're uh we're making some gains on it i guess i mean we're we're gonna try something new this week um just trying to get comfortable i I guess i can't find a good baseline setup that that i like um but we're getting there um just not really running every week this this year we're uh bouncing around kind of hitting here or there trying to learn some stuff just if if we don't want to race we don't have to race we uh we can we can stay at home or take off and and do whatever so uh, just you know this year has been tough with work you know we can't find any help and uh you know fridays makes it hard to race fridays and uh so we just kind of hang around home saturdays for hummingbird and or marion center you know wherever but uh like uh, a couple weeks ago we went up to Eries. uh never been there before. Um,
1: That was probably an experience.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, we we probably should have started the night uh, where we ended the night, um, to be honest. We were just behind qualifying, we were, I mean, everybody was really close, I think there was 34, 35 cars there, but, um, yeah, we were, I don't know, 30th, I think, starting off the night, and we were only, you know, we were within half a second, so, I mean, it was pretty close, but, um we're getting there we're hopefully uh you know last week we went uh ninth to second i mean dodged some uh, bullets out there but we're getting
1: there i think i think we're we're gaining on it so well Aries is definitely i mean it's size-wise it's just slightly bigger than here at hummingbird but just your entries in one and two, then three and four is just completely. Uh, you want to say if your car is set to run the middle, that's good. But it, yeah. it's high side is tough, and it's just you almost got a dime in the corner coming off of three and four. But then a couple of weeks ago, you said you, you've been venturing out, and we saw you up at Learnerville. And normally, I see you at Learnerville, you're just at Learnerville as a spectator. Yeah. But you had the car out there, and it's just that's another track. It's. Until you race it, and there's some tracks around the area at Lernerville, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. You can be so good one week, and then you could wash the car and say, Okay, I, I'm not even gonna really touch this. Then the next week, just the way the track prep with temperatures and you're so far out the lunch after the heat race or hot laps you're thinking oh my gosh where am I going to go then on top of that your notebook has to be on page one or two with the rocket and it's nice to be able to go and talk like down, in, in, uh, down around the Pittsburgh area we have a lot of guys driving rockets up here they're not they're rockets but they might not be so new and to gather that information is just a little bit difficult. Yeah sure is yeah Lernerville was uh, an experience we, we tried that last year in the Black Diamond
5: for the stampede we didn't get to make very many laps um we went down there this year um i have the smaller of the two engines i have in um the other one's quite not not done yet so uh i think we probably needed a little bit more um we did all right I, I mean i i wasn't real comfortable in three and four trying to run the top so i had to i mean Flinter got by me and i had to kind of see how to enter three, I guess. Um, It was kind of streaking there in in three and four, so you kind of had to slide up and hit the cushion, but uh, one and two was, you know, hammer down. It was was wet, and then the back stretch started, you know, getting a little blown off, so um, it's uh, definitely different down there. We definitely didn't tighten up enough. Um, Probably went with the wrong tire choice, and we went pretty much to the back, so um, I
1: think we got a little bit of uh, an idea what to do next time. But those are all learning curves. I mean, I watched you that particular night. And when you, If you hit the cushion well coming in three and four, you can launch. But if you get that right where, and I watched you in the heat race, you just get it over the slightest bit, that wall's looking awful close. Yeah, it sure is. I uh, at
5: The second to last lap there, I actually hit it. Just about, about perfect for what I, what I thought, and then uh, the last lap coming to the checker in the heat race, I, I got the right front over and and uh, dropped back there. But just uh, lack of experience there, and like I said, I'm just not uh, I'm real comfortable with this car yet. It's not where where I want it to be, I guess. But um, just
1: we're getting there. We're gaining on it, so. Paul Codd seems to have been the hot shoe this year. Now he's locally He was hot as good as consistent you were last year. He's had that this year, not only consistencies but win. But again, sometimes the second place. You know, we always say second place is the first loser you gained something for that so you can take what you had last week now tonight we have heavy temperatures high temperatures again and hummingbird does a great job of keeping the track moistened. and probably depending upon where you guys are going to race this evening what what position is going to determine you know what you're going to do for your setup yeah it sure it sure does
5: it uh, it's uh been getting a little drier here uh, obviously because of the weather this year but uh we've like i said we finished second uh, a couple times there um we're we're gaining on it I think tonight might be uh, might be our night I mean uh, I think we've we changed some stuff around quite a bit of stuff around and I think uh, it's gonna help us better when it blows off there some so hopefully it actually does so we can we can try it out and see if it works but um, yeah it's uh, the tracks fun it's been racy I mean it's last week everybody was on the top or should have been on the top I mean I didn't get onto the top till there until probably I don't know 15 laps in and I finally could start making some ground I mean I was all the way back in 12th at at one point there but uh, a couple red flags and a bunch of cautions we we were able to string out there a little bit and I was able to actually start passing up top there a little bit so Uh, Paul he's been uh, he's been on fire I mean he's uh, he's hard to beat here he's been hard to beat here for years
1: Um, he's really good on the bottom and In the bottom here traditionally is where everybody wants to run if you can as tight as these this track is to go to the bottom and be able to get bite and launch off the turns is there's such an advantage because the tops at any tracks the quick side around but if you make a mistake yeah. It, yeah, yeah you're into the
5: guardrail yeah definitely uh on the bottom here paul can he can ride right around the tires um he's consistent um I know we've been there i felt like pretty comfortable a couple nights but i just didn't have the drive that i needed um just just not stuck so um you know i've been i've actually talked to paul you know quite a bit and we talk about setup stuff and try this uh this and that and
1: whatnot so uh yeah paul's a great guy um Fans, if you—we kind of pause there for a second. I don't know if Paul Paul Cot was trying to punk you or whatever. We had a big green spider on Kenny, and uh, we we both had to take her uh, breath there for a little bit. But Kenny, good luck this evening, and, and again, hopefully, and we still have a uh, six seven weeks left in the season that you'll be able to take the number thirteen XR one rocket to victory lane. Yeah,
5: thank you. Uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna we're gonna go back to Learnerville. Um, might try eries uh in the fall there um and i'd like to get back to uh the dog hollow again too um just i think i'm going to start working uh, a little bit less taking fridays off so we can race a little bit more here
1: towards the end of the year so hopefully the work uh schedule lightens up and you find some help and uh with gas prices the way it are right now we see a lot of drivers taking their time to just do a hit and miss again so again oh Best of luck this evening and best of luck the rest of the year, Kenny.
12: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
9: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 at Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides... Give him a call at 724-443-5720 at 724-443-5720 or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com.
4: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck
9: and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans,
10: right now we're going to grab a word with the driver of the Gunner's Honey. Easy go. Car number 17, the Rush Crate late moral point leader. This is Logan Robinson. Logan, welcome to Lernerville Speedway. You guys made the tow up here for, what, the second time this
7: year? Yeah, that's right, second time.
10: And a lot of drivers up in this area might not be familiar with you, but you come down from down in Virginia, and you made quite a name for yourself in the crates. You have run and won with the Supers, and what was it, two years ago for a 21, you decided – You wanted to go and race for the money, put a crate to car together again and been in the crates ever since. And last year you picked up a touring championship down south. Came up back to Rush and you're leading the touring points here, right?
7: Yeah, it's just it's hard to get away from this crate stuff. It pays so good and uh they race, you know, twice or three times a weekend for really good money and the championship's really good. So it's it's hard to vary away from it right now with all the prices uh, over the world now it, it's it's tough to get away from because it pays the bills and we're happy where we're at and uh it's what we can afford and it,
10: it's not really a step back because like you just said you're racing for decent purses that can keep you going up and down the road but i know you said coming into the year you weren't you didn't want to get into the point deal but like i said now here we are in late july leading the rush are you guys on to run the rush of the series
7: I think so. I think that's the plan. We're kind of committed now, and we didn't really want to get into it. We just wanted to keep going as long as we kept paying the bills. We just wanted to keep moving along, and we've done really, I think, for me and my team, we've done awesome so far this year, you know, getting out and traveling, going to a lot of new places we've never been to, and I don't think we've been out of the top four or five but once, and that's it. So we've got a pretty good card, good program. Uh, You know, we set fast time tonight, so we just uh, keep tuning on her and hopefully we can just be steady throughout the end of the year
10: and over the winter you made the switch you left your rocket chassis which you won a lot of races and championships with and went with this cvr car and you're really the only guy in the rush that i believe is running the cvr chassis making a good name for it but how hard was it leaving that comfort of the xr1
7: it's i don't think people honestly knew how big of a change i I took when i when i switched i mean i I knew every every measurement on a rocket car i was in them since i first ever started racing for you know six years so when i switched it was and it was nothing to do with i got into with anybody or we just wanted to make a switch because i wanted to go full-time crate racing so i just i I felt like me you know me and chip talked a few times and uh we ended up being pretty good friends and uh You know, I think it was, uh, you know, a good decision, which I have nothing against Mark and them. Uh, You know, we still talk, actually. So, you know, i say hi to him. And actually, my supercar is still a Rocket. So uh, it just, you know, it's what we was comfortable with at the time. And uh, I think it was a good decision.
10: Now, you mentioned you uh, your dad drove for the number 19 team. And basically, he uh, gave up his ride so you could do some super keep on super late model racing. You run that car from time to time, but the focus on the crate, is it hard going between the two cars, or you really don't take them both to the same track where you got to worry about that?
7: It's it's super hard. Uh, You know, like that Kyle Larson, I know a lot of people, you know, blow him up and stuff because, you know, just about his name. But he is, that right there, to take what he does, do what he does is, I mean, tough. Going from sprint cars to, you know, late models. And, you know, it's crazy going even from just supers to crates. So you know like that guy's going from totally different cars and it's it's super tough. I mean like from the crate to the super you just got to change the way you drive, the way you adjust on the car and it just it's it's totally different.
10: How hard is it on the same night? Have you had the opportunity to run them both on the same night and you know, do you, how do you prepare yourself going from the slower horsepower to the bigger motor in the super?
7: You know, honestly, I I think it's worse when you go from a, su- a super to a crate because you don't have the motor to rely on to get you out of problems or if your car's not good enough. And I think crate racing is very, very underrated these days. I mean, it, these guys, I mean, the, you know, the guy running 10th tonight, you know, he can very well run really, really good, you know, in a super late model, I feel like. Because, you know, it takes a special person to run a crate car with, you know, only 430 horsepower. And you, you've you got to have a good car to run good at these shows, definitely. Now, the last couple of years,
10: still the same team, but I can remember back when it was just you and your mom were out crate racing and your dad was out running the super. And I just think from your dad's standpoint, you know, he wanted to not throw you to the wolves. So he cut back on his race. And it says a lot, you know, basically your parents give a lot so you can go out there and try to make a name for yourself.
7: Absolutely. They give uh, everything they ever have and uh, everything they've got to make sure that, you know, I, I've got updated motors. I've got, uh, you know, good cars. I've got, you know, we keep going up and down the road. I mean, if it wasn't for my mom or dad, I, I wouldn't be anything. Um, you know, he dedicates his whole life to me, and he quit racing just to help me because he thought we could do something good together, and it's, it's been awesome. You know, I, I really enjoy it because there's not many uh, fathers and sons out here that do it the way we do it, and, uh, you know, I couldn't do it without him, and I feel like he, he'd be lost without me, so it, it makes a, a good combination.
10: Now, does your mom still have, make any calls on the car, or she's retired from being your crew chief?
7: No, dad overturned her, uh, her turn, so uh, she stays at home with the dog and watches online and uh, keeps the household down. Now, it
10: takes a lot of money to do this. Who are some of the uh, sponsors that you have that you'd like to go ahead and thank?
7: Uh, first off, definitely my mom and my dad and my grandpa. And then i got to thank uh, Clary's Used Cars, uh, JC and Marsha. They, uh, they keep me rolling up and down the road pretty good. Uh, Gunner's Honey. Easy Go, um, Bilstein shocks, CVR, Chip, and Matt down there. Um, RBS Auto Sales, Hoosier Tire, Terry Welcher. Um, I just I have a ton of people on the side of my car. Uh, Napa, I'm just trying to think of all the people. Four Boys Racing, uh, All About Raps, Jason Parker. There, there's a pile of people that stand behind me, and I really do appreciate it.
10: Now you talk about standing behind you. Let's talk about Thug Nation it's looking i'm i'm sorry when i look at you that's not the first thing that
7: comes to my mind no that's why it grabs everybody attention and it, it's pretty cool because i look nothing like it so I, I find it hilarious where did it come from uh so back in my days of tearing a, lo- a bunch of stuff up i ripped four roofs off one year and it actually come from my sponsor that i didn't even have then uh jc and Marsha, they were uh they took a car to master belt because that's what i run when i first start racing and um they took the roof off and left it laying beside the shop, and I was up there. Well, I needed a roof, and I didn't want to pay for one, so I just took that one, and uh, it had Thug Nasty written on it, And so it kind of just stuck ever since then.
10: Logan, I know you want to continue to work on your car, so we will get out of your way, but I want to thank you for uh, taking time out for this interview.
7: All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: That stock car boy, he too much to believe. You know he always got an extra pack of cigarettes rolled up in his t-shirt sleeve. He got a tattoo on his arm that "baby." He got another one that just say, "hey." Whatever Sunday afternoon he is, a dirt track demon in a
11: '57
14: Chevrolet.
10: and congratulations! Third win of the year, but more importantly you won the wrong compton memorial and what a great race put on in honor of a great man here you are i mean the biggest win financially of your career
2: yeah i can't thank the compton family enough for putting this deal on and all they do for racing i know they do a lot for all kinds of divisions of racing and uh, i also want to thank latrobe speedway for putting all the hard work and dedication into this place I mean, if you guys and the fans, call up everybody you know and try to get some more people in these stands to help these guys out because I know there ain't too many places that raced a lot in Pennsylvania this tonight, and uh, this Latrobe uh, staff worked their butts off to get this place we can race tonight.
10: Braden, the check is actually going to be off. The check is for 2065 Then we had some more donations. You put in all your lap money. I'm going to venture to say it's going to be knocking on 3000 or over three grand.
2: Yeah, I mean, that'll help our race team out a lot. I mean, we, we, we work hard, and we put a lot of hours every single night in the shop, and I, I just can't thank all the sponsors and crew and all the fans. I, I want to name some of these sponsors. Latrobe Billiards, uh, Seal-Type Paving, Hodge Transmission, Hills, Hills Tire, Gary's Auto Sales, New York Bar and & Grill, and Nicholson's Lumber Company, Nepper's ATV, Dirty Dogs & Sessions, just everybody on this car, I couldn't do it without them. Now, while I have a chance, I'm going to ask for Jeff, Rose,
10: and Savannah Compton to please come on up. This is Ron Compton's son, his daughter-in-law, and his granddaughter. And more importantly, they want to present you with this beautiful plaque that was etched by a CNC machine. We also have a trophy. We got a check, and we got a lot of hardware. But more importantly... Tonight, we celebrated a great man in Ron Compton. We had a great man come to win the trophy.
2: Yeah, I I just can't thank the Compton family enough. And like I said, they do a lot for racing. And, uh, you know, it's an honor to win this event.
10: Race fans, give a round of applause. Your inaugural Ron Ron Compton Memorial winner from Dawson, Pennsylvania, Braden Dillinger.
12: This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
9: At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455. Located in beautiful Somerset
4: County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex. Thanks for tuning in to wrapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At The Track. Check it out joining us now with the profabrication.com hotline the winner from Sharon Speedway in the steel Valley pro stock nationals last weekend, an incredible run from 26th place all the way up to taking the win in the 75 lapper, Kurt J. Bish. Hey, Kurt, welcome to PRNs at the track and, uh, Oh, wow. Uh, that, that is an amazing event over a couple of days at Sharon Speedway. On Friday, I, I read that you do a thing called King of the Hill. What is that b- before you even get to the feature the next day?
15: So the King of the Hill is uh, when two drivers go head-to-head uh, on the racetrack. Uh, you get lined up by your pill draw. So they take, a, take your uh, pill draw, and the uh, one with the, le- the lower number in the pill draw gets to have lane choice. And lane choice, predominantly at Sharon Speedway, is very important. Uh, it's usually very dominant on the bottom. Uh, so, so when you get lane choice in a situation where you only have two laps, uh, it can be very beneficial to you. How far did you
4: go in the competition on, on Friday this year?
15: So this year was not quite as good as years past. Uh, we only got into the third round. I uh, got passed on lap, second lap actually coming out of turn four. I kind of slid up the racetrack a little bit, and uh, one of the youngsters in our class got by me.
4: On the Profabrication.com hotline, Kurt Bush, Kurt Bish, I keep trying to call him uh, one of those kids from Las Vegas, but Kurt Bish, uh, the Sharon Speedway Steel Valley Pro Stock Nationals winner from this year. Incredible run, so you you don't do too well in the King of the Hill. And then through all the other preliminaries, you end up 26th. Now, it was just in 2019 that you had won this event and were the track champion. Now you're looking at, at a climb up the hill to be able to uh, even make it towards the top 10 from 26. Can we take this race in a couple of different segments? What was it like to get the thing started and to try to climb up into, say, the top 15? How, how did those laps work out?
15: Well, at the very beginning of the race, it was uh, you know starting that far in the back. There's always lots of risk for damage. Uh, and Actually, on the first lap, there was the, about a six-car pileup, and luckily, I was able to slow down enough and just kind of you know, get on the brakes hard enough to where I didn't get any damage, uh, but I was involved in that caution as well. Uh, so I had to restart back in the back again. Uh, so there again, I'm starting in about in the same position as I started the initial race in, and as we got a few laps in, we got another caution. Uh, so lap three caution, I'm restarting in 21st position. So I gained a few spots there on the first initial couple laps. And then once we got rolling, uh, after the, the second caution there on, on lap three, we were able to, to click off some laps. We got up into, I believe it was lap 37 before the next caution came out. Oh, wow. And, uh, about so where were the next, you then,
4: uh, you know, you're, you're at halfway in the race, uh, the 75 lapper, uh, whereabouts are you?
15: I think about that point in time, I was right around the 15th position, so I I believe I entered the top 15 at that point in time. Wow.
4: Kurt Bish on the profabrication.com hotline. Speaking of profabrication headers, exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it. Just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com. So Kurt Bish, the steel Valley pro stock nationals winner at this point, we're past halfway in the race and you're still not in the top 10. How'd you get your way up there uh, to to at least the top five?
15: Well, as as the race went on longer, uh, my tires started really coming in. I went a little bit harder on my Hoosier racing tires than uh, most people probably did. So I was able to, to beat my tires up a little bit harder earlier and not have to worry about them fading at the end. So once, uh, once I got some heat in the tires, I was able to really stick to the racetrack really well. And I could drive through the center uh, where most people run in top or bottom. So the middle middle lane in the racetrack was pretty much wide open. So I could just kind of pick people off.
4: Wow and picked him off all the way to victory lane. The Steel Valley Pro Stock Nationals champion from Sharon Speedway, his second one of those titles, Kurt Bish on the profabrication.com hotline. How big is this for a pro stock racer in the Ohio, Pennsylvania area to win this race besides the 10 grand, the race itself? How big of it, a win is it for you?
15: Oh, it's definitely, you know, the biggest win in in my career. You know, it t- it matches my first one. Uh, But this one here just had a little bit more meaning to it, a little more feeling, uh, probably because we struggled so bad, uh, you know, in the preliminaries.
4: Car still got a few marks on it?
15: Uh, We got one little mark from the incident on lap one. Uh, Other than that, there was no other other damage to it.
4: Thanks for being on the Profabrication.com hotline. Fans, stay with
12: us. We'll be right back with more of this portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Jennerstown Speedway. Number One Cochrane has created a new
16: way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
9: Number one, Cochrane. See it
16: all at
9: Cochrane.com. Every
16: day
4: when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South
9: Heights. And now back to Don Gamble and more rapping on Racing.
3: All right, fans, joining us now, a very interesting and a very successful driver from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Zoe Knight. Zoe, good day. How are you?
17: I'm
3: good. How are you? Good. Uh, you're one of the more successful in the Young Guns. You're second in points, you're only nine points behind a point leader. Um, you have two wins already. How does that feel?
17: It feels really good.
3: Yeah. Well, when they created this division, it was for people like you. I mean, uh, well, you're younger, and that's the name, Young Guns. But then, even as you get older and you move up into the other divisions, it's an affordable way of going racing. And I think they made an excellent choice. And I have to tell you, Steve Scarupa, I mean, he kept bugging me. He said, you got to get her on the show, so we're ready to roll. Uh, now... At at the age you're at, did you do any uh, go-karts or anything, or you just jumped into a race car?
17: Um, I just kind of jumped into a race car.
3: That's amazing. Yeah. Now, do you have any, uh, being a a young lady driver, do you have any issues with any of the guys, or do they just know that you're serious and you're going to win some races?
17: They just know that I'm serious and I'm ready to race.
3: What was the main reason for you to get involved in racing?
17: Um, I just kind of grew up around it, watching my dad, my aunt, my pap, my uncles. I just fell in love with it, really.
3: Well, I know a lot of the knights that raced, but you said your aunt. Did your aunt ever race?
17: Yeah, she did.
3: What did she race?
17: Um, I'm actually using her car.
3: Oh, she raced at Pittsburgh.
17: Um, she raced at Motor Drum Speedway.
3: Oh, okay. All right. Now, so is your dad Tom Jr.?
17: My dad is Chris Knight.
3: Oh, Chris. Okay. I don't know if I know him. Um, how many... Is this your second year racing?
17: No, this is my first year.
3: First year. That's amazing. What a talented driver. First year. Wow. What do you like best in racing?
17: Um, I just... I like to be able to just, you know be able to race and, you know, it's fun and having really good, like, competitive competition.
3: Your racing family is, it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And sometimes you spend more with your racing family in the summertime than you do with other people. Yeah. How about the toughest part of racing? What's the toughest part?
17: Um, Being rushed when... I'm not paying attention, and I have to rush to get ready. I like to take my time.
3: Yeah. I, your picture is so cute. I'm going to put that on there. It's one of your Victory Lane pictures. I really, I really, really like that. Now, when you go back to school, and when school starts, uh, do you think your friends will believe what you tell them, what you've accomplished this summer?
17: Yeah, because I'll have videos and pictures to show them.
3: Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Now, I know why the Z is on your number, but uh, the the 78, where did that come from?
17: That's actually my dad's number, and that's like my lucky number. I didn't want our numbers to get mixed up, so I decided to add a Z.
3: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, obviously, I asked the driver's most memorable moment in racing would have been your first win, but then you come back the next week. And had a second win. That's really, really cool. Yeah. How about, uh, do you have any sponsors for the car?
17: I sponsor Stand Transmission, Opaque Tinning.
3: If someone else would want to get involved with your team, can we put out a phone number there? They could call you if they want to be... Uh, part of your project yeah okay would it be this number we're on now yeah 412-609-1330 if you want to get involved with zoe's racing program uh how about pit crew who helps you with the car
17: um my dad my um, mom my dad chris knight my uncle matt and i my brother, Gage Knight, my friend, Austin Beard, and the McGill family.
3: Seems like a good group of people in the, the McGill family. Very successful, and uh, a lot of them in racing. So you must be in that group that all parks together at the track.
17: Yeah, we all park together.
3: Yeah. Well, I think this was very nice that you could join us today. Uh, you're nine points down, so you're going to have to go after the point leader. Uh, Emmy Laboon is first, but, and she has two wins. So I think that's uh, very interesting that the top two drivers in that division are both young ladies. I like that. Well, before we go to our commercial break, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add?
17: Nope, nothing I can think of.
3: Well, I want to thank you again for being with
12: us.
17: Thank you for
12: having me. This portion of tonight's program was brought
3: to you by Jennerstown Speedway. I want to tell you a little bit about the On Point Beer Distributor. You know, they're kind of excited. They're providing Butler and the surrounding areas with some great service and even better beer. Why don't you stop by and check out their selection? They can't wait to meet you. They're only nine miles from Lernerville Speedway, a great place to pick up beer on the way to the track. The customers say it's wonderful and friendly service. They highly recommend the place. On Point Beer is located at 154 Freeport Road, only minutes from Lernerville Speedway. If you like the good service and the good beer, stop in and say hello. If you want to call ahead, their number is 724-285-6298. It's owned and operated by a veteran, a former Marine.
9: 443 or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler
13: Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined in the pits right now at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway by this young driver right next to me, driver of the 5X in the always-safe flagging and traffic control young gun division, Kirsten Chernick. Kirsten, welcome to the pits here at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Rapid on Racing or wherever you at home may be watching this. Thanks for joining me here today. You're welcome <laughs> So Kirsten, getting, kind of getting started here Let's talk about uh, you for a second You know, you're a young competitor here A female competitor, which is always great to see you young guns, you have a ton of female competitors in that division and It's really cool to see Let's talk about Kirsten for a second though What do you like to do, um, you know, outside of racing? What's life like outside of racing for you?
14: It's alright, balancing school is pretty much the only hassle
13: Now I know it's impolite to ask a woman's age But how old are you?
14: going to be 16 on july 19th
13: july 19th you'll be 16 years old so you don't even have a driver's license learner's permit, anything like that right and you're racing on a big half mile like this what's that like
14: it honestly feels great to be able to do something like this at such a young age
13: now when you were younger um did you always know that this was eventually going to happen for you did you know that you're eventually going to end up behind the wheel of a car
14: yeah always being able to be here and watch my dad I just felt like that was something I wanted to always do.
13: So that's, and that's the other thing. You kind of grow up in a racing family. You've been around it. Your dad, Ken Sheernick, has been doing this for a while now. So what was it like growing up in a racing family like that?
14: It's really fun being at the pits every Saturday, getting to watch my dad race and work on the car. It's always just fun
13: now friendships like you know you're growing up in racing you're kind of used to that and everything like that but like your friends in in school might not be as familiar with that or have an idea of what that life truly is like so what's it like kind of introducing them to that aspect or you know getting pulled away from that family racing aspect
14: um last year was probably the hardest because i had a lot of friends and it was hard trying to hang out with people and be here and try to get work done on my car but this year i don't really have that many friends i just focused on what I wanted to focus on so it's easier now.
13: It's pretty mature for a young girl your age I mean to make that decision early on to say you know what this is what I like this is what I want to do and this is what I prioritize it's, it's pretty pretty big of you.
14: Yeah I, I race with my boyfriend now so that's basically what I focus on and I have a few friends in the, my division and I think that's most important.
13: Now did you jog my memory I'm pretty sure you did you raced last year in this division as well is that correct? Yeah. So this year being 2022, now you started the year off strong. You showed a lot of speed early on in the season. You could see the leaps and bounds improvement in your in your driving, not only your ability but your speed as well. And then something unfortunate happens early on in the season. You get tangled up in a racing incident over in turns three and four and wrecked the car, pretty much totaled it. Um, but you kind of kind of come away with a with a little bit of an injury. Um, you know what was that like? Kind of to, just to have that happen all at once. You know, especially early on in the season.
14: Um, Being in the crash sucked because you can't do anything. And being here, it's fun being at the races, but being here when you know you can't drive, it's kind of upsetting. But the crash itself, it was, like, traumatizing. And I'm not really scared to get into a car again because I did it before. It just takes time to feel comfortable again.
13: Now, in that accident, you had a uh, spinal f- fracture, so, um, you, but uh, it's funny, I, I probably shouldn't be telling this in case your doctors at home are watching, but you come out, two weeks later, you're carrying a tire for your dad, for the for the late model, and, you know, you just had this overwhelming experience, and, and you're right back at it, kind of unfazed. You said it was traumatizing, but I tell you what, you wear it well, you don't really show it well.
14: Yeah, it's just, it's hard to stay away from it. Like, I had restrictions, but if you're doing something like this all the time, You can't just stay away.
13: I think the exciting news coming out of all of this is, though obviously the the, the, the negative and the bad of the wreck is, after talking to you, uh, following up from that accident, first off, knowing that you were okay was great. But then you say, oh, yeah, whenever I turn 16, I'm jumping in this car behind me so you know you're coming out of this as a young gun competitor driving a front wheel drive Chevy Cavalier and now you're going to be behind the wheel of a rush late model uh whenever you do come off this injury that's big news and that's that's a big jump too
14: yeah we're going to try to take some time and get myself comfortable and learn about the car and practice practice tracks but I'm excited it's actually going to help me learn and get my career started in racing
13: Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Kirsten Jernick, driver of the number 5X in the Always Safe Flagging and Traffic Control Young Guns Division and soon to be in the 5X of the Ken Chernick owned uh, Rush Late Model. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we thank you very much. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we'll finish up with the second half of this interview.
12: This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by RPS Financial Solutions.
13: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed labo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way,
16: an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelley Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24 7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
9: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com.
16: Business owners, if
9: your ad was here, our listeners
4: could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Wrapping on Racing airs live Mondays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at iTunes. Tune in radio, Stitcher, RappingOnRacing.com, or Hulu television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email wrappingonracing at
9: gmail.com. And now, more Wrapping on Racing
13: with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. welcome back to wrapping on racing i'm tyler harrison i'm joined right now by kirsten chernick driver of the always safe flagging and traffic control young gun division 5x car soon to be in the rush late model division in the ken chernick owned 5x so talk to me a little bit more about this transition up to a, up to a new car um did you see yourself at the age of 16 jumping into something like this
14: no <laughs> not at all but the opportunity came and i'm excited
13: you have a lot of female competitors here at Pittsburgh. Um, I would reckon to say if you could probably tally all the tracks in the Western PA region together, and you still probably wouldn't have as many as you have here at Pittsburgh on a single night, which is really impressive. Did you have any young female competitors or just even competitors in general that you looked up to throughout you know your childhood and, and where you're at now to kind of you know inspire you or to kind of measure up to?
14: um i always grew up watching nascar so most of the nascar racers is what i looked up to okay
13: is there one in particular that you looked up to or a couple in particular do you have a favorite driver
14: no not really
13: Okay. so not really a favorite driver but that's that's pretty cool i mean it's cool that you you know though you still have that respect for nascar for the asphalt stuff that you find yourself here on dirt would you ever want to get into an asphalt racing kind of situation
14: no i like sticking with the dirt
13: what about it you know interests you so much
14: I, I really can't even tell you like it's just more interesting to me it seems better than asphalt I guess
13: I can I can see that and I think fans at home that are listening or watching probably can relate to that as well but there's some out there that are that are sticklers and they they love their asphalt hey who can blame them right yeah. so uh Talk to me about the future of Kirsten Chernick. Like, what do you think you see yourself doing here in the upcoming years? Obviously, this is a big jump, and I'm sure your primary focus for at least the next few years is going to be on this program and, and building it and building yourself. But uh, what's the ultimate goal here for you?
14: To be able to win.
13: So as far as divisions of racing, are you, are you you know, it's, it's, I know it's early to tell, too, because, you know, you really haven't even gotten your feet wet with this one yet. But is there a division that really you would like to hone in on and focus in on?
14: Um, a sprint.
13: You want to race a sprint car?
14: <laughs> like the winged ones, I really, I, I love when they come here and being able to watch them. They just seem really interesting and fun to drive.
13: Yeah, they're fast. There's no doubt about it. They're fast, and uh, I think it's uh, probably, probably cost-wise. I mean, you're talking probably yeah. pretty competitive, too, so uh, that's, that's a good point. Now, if there's tracks out there, obviously you've been a, a, a homer here at Pittsburgh for the most part, but is there any other tracks out there that you would like to kind of explore and go race at?
14: Um, We've raced this car at Lernerville and Tyler County. I haven't raced there, but those are the two tracks I would like to try.
13: And those are interesting tracks because, you know, Pittsburgh, giant half-mile track, a lot of speed, a lot of fast racing. Lernerville, you're kind of in between there because, you know, you got a little bit of a tighter track, still big, still carry a lot of speed, but it races a little bit different. Then you got Tyler County, quarter-mile bullring. I mean, you're really expanding your horizons here.
14: Yeah, the bullring is definitely, I saw that, and that looks really challenging, but it's just something I would like to eventually try.
13: So, you know, you're still 16 years old. You're still in high school. There's a life, uh, as we kind of talked about a little bit earlier on in this interview, about what's what's life like outside of racing. Uh, if we could all have a dream of being a professional race car driver, I think we'd probably want to achieve that. But also being realistic, too. Well, what about after high school for Kirsten? What are you, what are you thinking that you're going to want to do?
14: Well, this year I'm starting a criminal justice program at ccbc and then after that i would like to be a canine unit officer
13: so getting into law enforcement yep so, look on your uh, local streets here in the uh, upcoming years for Kirsten Chernick, uh, officer at law, to be uh, to be cracking down on the crime and the criminals. So, that's a pretty cool story, Kirsten. I'm glad we got the chance to catch up here tonight and uh, and to kind of cover a little bit about what's going on with you and your career. Still early, in st- early stages, still kind of getting everything figured out, but um, I think we have something beautiful in front of us in the fact that uh, you're a young competitor, you've shown a lot of speed, and you're jumping into something really, really fortunate for yourself here in the next coming weeks. Uh, you know, as of this this interview, we are expecting to see you at some point in the 2022 season behind the wheel of this car. Is that correct?
14: Um, it might not be this year because I still have to be able to learn about the car and practice, but we'll be there eventually.
13: You'll be there eventually, and I'm sure the fans will be happy to see it when it happens. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been an interview with Kirsten Chernick, driver of the 5X, Ken Chernick-owned 5X. I guess we can go ahead and say it's probably not going to be a young gun anymore because the car was totaled, and that'll pretty much be it. So let's just go ahead and officially say that she will now be the pilot of the Kirsten Chernick, or the Ken Chernick-owned 5X family car. So uh, thank you very much for your time, Kirsten. We appreciate it here on Wrapping on Racing, and uh, wherever you may be watching this or listening to this, and uh, we appreciate your time, and good luck uh, with the remainder. Of the season and have fun tonight.
14: Thank you.
1: Stand on it. Come on, man. Stand on it. Stand on it girl. Jennerstown Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing. Stand
0: on it. Come
17: on, y'all, stand on it.